Welcome to this inspiring message by Paul Van Essen at Greater Life Church. For more information about us, do visit our website www.greaterlife.org.uk. I, I put a title on the thing, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. That's what we all sing, that's what we all say. But I sometimes wonder if we haven't lost a little bit of what that was really all about in our modern world. You see, if it's, if it's just about a little joy, that's what we have, and some presents and some nice food, and it's just another public holiday or a, a bank holiday, I think we call them here, if it's just a kind of an event in the year and, and family get together, then really we've missed what it was all about. And I think a lot of our world is looking for joy and looking for peace and looking for a connection with God, but they don't really know what this all is all about. They, we sung for a little while ago. We might think as we sit here, well, we know that, you know, Christmas, the word Christ, that's where it comes from. And then some people will, you know, complain and get uppity because people put Xmas instead of and took the Christ out and all that kind of thing. But that's, that's just in our head level. I'm talking about what really goes on in our hearts. Because this event, this birthing of Jesus, as, as Larry so beautifully sung about, as some of these carols so beautifully declare, is really all about a person called Jesus. And without Jesus in our hearts, Christmas is not anything like what it's supposed to be. I, re- I love that, that hymn we sung, the second one, O Come All Ye Faithful. I wonder if, as so many people in our culture and society might sing that over this coming week or so, whether they really think about what those words mean. O come, all you faithful. All the people that are faithful to God. All the people that have taken a stand to remain true to Jesus and his principles and his ways and his word in spite of whatever the world might throw at them. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. How many people are there when they sing that they think, because of Jesus, I'm joyful. Because of Jesus, I'm triumphant. We've got a lot of stuff in our world that kind of pumps it up, you know, well, let's be joyful, let's put on a party hat, let's, and, and that wasn't really the message that Jesus brought. The, the joy and the presence and, the, and the, the rejoicing and the triumph come because of Him in our lives. Joyful and triumphant, oh, come ye to Bethlehem, come and adore Him. I wonder how many people stop and think about that. Come and adore Jesus. How many people are there here today? How many people on Facebook? How many people do we think in their homes as they maybe watch Christmas TV programs like the highest grossing Grinch, which I didn't know it was. You were very good with those answers. And I didn't know what Santa colored suit was either. I would have guessed maroon. But uh, apparently it was, what was it? Blue. Green. Green. There you go. You learn something every day. But, um, but, but you know, that, that 
where was I now before I was talking to you? <laughs> yes, come and let us adore him. That's a strong word. Why would, why would people adore Jesus? Why should they adore Jesus? I want to speak to us today. I'm talking mostly to people, I guess, here today, many of whom are Christians. But I'm also speaking to people who maybe here you have not ever really fallen in love with Jesus. Whether there is maybe not anything in your heart where you can honestly say, man, I adore him. Like Larry so beautifully sung today. You can see, you, you, you don't even have to hear Larry speak much. You can see in his face, you can hear in his music that he adores Jesus. I want to remind you of, of one verse today in Luke chapter 2. I think it's about verse 10. You don't really need to turn there, but I'm very glad to see you have your Bibles, especially Jordan, who's got a very smart new Bible. Well done, you. That's right. Hold it up. Wave it to everybody. Beautiful. And Luke 2 verse 10, you know, see, we, we're proud of the Bible, but we, we, we need to fall in love with the words that are in it. Luke 2 verse 10, here's these angels, and they come before these shepherds, and they say, don't fear, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all people. What is this good news of great joy? See, the implication is, without the news, there isn't great joy. Can you see what I'm saying? We pump it up. We're trying to have Christmas for a lot of people, and I'm not criticizing people. I'm just saying that a lot of us, it's kind of Christmas where we should be happy and we should be joyful and let's, let's just do this and put a smile on our face, wear a hat and eat nice food and, 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 and we kind of, but the joy comes because of Jesus. The joy comes because of this good news. What is this good news? This good news is centered in this, God adores people. That's the heart of the good news, folks. For God so, agape love that is. That's a love that unless you've actually encountered God, you can't even know what that is. And even when you have encountered God, Paul prays for the Ephesians that God would give them this gift, this ability to grasp the depth of this love. Because without God giving you that gift or that ability to grasp the depth of the love of God, you could still actually be a Christian, that's who Paul was praying for, and live at a very limited level in terms of what agape love really is. Maybe the biggest prayer in my life is that Ephesians prayer. Not just for me, but for all the people that we relate to in this congregation, in other congregations, in other situations, in other social media ways of touching people and helping people and whatever. The agape love of God. If you've heard Christmas messages, and some of you have, that focus on anything else bigger than the agape love of God, then I want to challenge you and say that's out of line. That's, that's misrepresenting God. God is not overly concerned about your so-called sins or mistakes. He's full of adoring love for you. And I know that will fly in the face of some religious teaching that some have heard. But that is what has kept the church so sin conscious and so defeated all the time. Because we haven't grasped the depth of the love of God. Let me tell you, if you looked into Jesus' eyes and you met him, 
you would not feel condemnation. You would feel love beyond anything you've ever known before. The depth of love that goes deep into your heart and that makes you feel like it doesn't matter what mess you've been in, where you've been, what's gone wrong, God is so for you, it's unbelievable. That's the gospel and that's the news that brings great joy. You see, we're, we're in a relatively blessed part of the world, you guys. I mean, I suppose you're going to have something more or less nice to eat for Christmas meals because you've got enough money to put that on your table. I suppose you're going to be able to get some gifts for people and depending on where you fit and the socioeconomic scale, I suppose that will depend how much you spend and how generous-hearted you are and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is that we're in a position, we're in a world where we can do that. And sometimes what happens is that because we're in a position that, that, that we can do that, we don't, we don't have the need for the love of God like others might. And we live in a, a, a kind of fairly affluent Western bubble and we forget that today as I'm standing here, not five miles, a few miles away, is Bronzefield Prison, some of you might have heard that, maximum security, highest security women's prison in the country, up at the top level, full of people, some of whom I've met, some of whom will be in there because of drug-related incidents. Some will be in there even though they didn't commit a crime because that happens sometimes. Some will be in there hoping, missing their families. Some will be so messed up, so don't even know, haven't seen their kids for months or years because they're banged up in a prison. You might say, well, they did something wrong, and probably they did, but that may have a lot to do with the environment that they grew up in. You don't know the circumstances of people's lives. And then there are others, of course. We're going to all say, oh, well, happy Christmas. Most of us will. But then there are going to be others that are going to go and meet with a family or are in trepidation about meeting at a family because that uncle that abused me 20 years ago is still going to be there and nobody knows, and nobody said sorry, and what am I going to do about that? Or we've got families in Pakistan who are watching us today, and of those, there's, there's about 16 at the moment families per month that we provide, you guys provide, the very basics food, 25 pounds is what it costs to buy a big bag of rice, a big bag of flour, some oil that they use for cooking, nothing like meat, chicken, which they might, you know, which Sebastian might have once every few weeks, but mostly it's vegetables because they're cheaper. Toothpaste. I mean, the idea of, of, of getting your teeth nicely fixed at a, at, a, at, a, at a dentist, which is a lovely thing we can afford, for those guys just to have enough food on the table. And, and for every family that we feed over there, Sebastian is dealing with, and I'm helping him kind of deal the best you can with, another half a dozen families that will feel like they're in greater need than the people that got the food, and how come they're... And, and that's the world we live in. I don't want to... Uh, I hope you understand. I don't, I don't want to make you feel guilty at all. I want you to have a beautiful, blessed Christmas. I just want you to remember this, that the core of Christmas is the love of God for people. 
and that whilst we will celebrate and whilst we will have a good time and I want you to do that and it's a beautiful church family and we're having a great day and we're very thankful and thankful for the 600 or so people that, that kind of have a connection with us at least via Facebook and then others via YouTube and so on. We're thankful for all that. But listen, they are going to come. If they haven't come yet, we've got COVID, we've got all the other stuff that's going on. If it hasn't come yet, there's going to come challenges in our lives that are going to shake us a little bit. I want you at this point in your life to put your trust and connection in Jesus more than anything else. I don't want to preach a negative message. I'm not a negative person. But I want to tell you this. Sooner or later, people will let you down because they're just people. Sooner or later, something will happen. Some of the examples I've given us this morning paint that picture very clearly. But for others of us, we're living with people. Some, some others will, be, will, will have children or families that they don't see and that they haven't seen for a long time, and maybe they don't even want to see. And so we need to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that Christmas is about Jesus and the love of God for people. I want to challenge us today that there is nothing more important than we can do for this world than to bring the good news of great joy for all people out to those people out there. That's what we're here for. One of my heroes, as some of you will know, is William Booth and Catherine Booth. They started the Salvation Army. You've all heard of them. They were people that captured that. Somebody once wrote they were like the old-time religion. They were hung to the nails of the cross. I want that kind of religion. I want that kind of fire in my bones for people. I'm tired of, of mediocre Christianity. I'm tired of, of, us, of us not reaching into the community of hurting and broken people and stepping out and loving them. I love what happens here. The worship has been wonderful. The presence of God has been wonderful. You'd agree. We were singing one of those songs. Ned's a fabulous, one of my favorite worship leaders in the whole world. And, uh, and I've met a few. And, uh, and, we're, and, and, and we were all like, remember, and Carrie got up and we were all like, whoa. Wasn't that something? Because God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, folks, when you bring the good news of great joy for all people, some of them are going to embrace it and some of them are going to reject it. That's just what happens. Jesus said it this way. I didn't come for the, uh, for the healthy. I came for the sick. There are plenty of people in our world, and this is what happens in the West, where we don't feel we have any need. We're, we're, we're kind of fairly healthy. We're fairly okay. We don't realize that actually on the inside, when the pressure's really on, we can get a little bit ugly. Because until the love of God is planted in there, things are going to unwind at some point or another. You were born and created to live on the fuel, if you will, of the presence of God. Like, like, like oxygen to your body, like petrol to a car, the presence of God is fuel for your spirit. And when we look at all those people in our world around us, and I've got 
neighbours and we have now a little neighbourhood group, you know, because of what's happened with COVID and there's some good connections that have happened with all that and some wonderful things. And I love that. I love people. But here's the thing. The core of the whole thing about Christmas is Jesus. Let's love, if we have not met him, I want to challenge you today to open your heart and say, God, I want you. Because there's going to be a piece missing on the inside of you. Not because you're bad, not because God is not happy with you. Because you were created to run on the fuel of the presence of God. And what happens is sooner or later you run out of fuel. You run out of patience or you run out of love for your partner or you run out of the ability to keep going. And we've so developed in the West this thing that we've got to do it and we've got to find a way. You just need God's breath in your life that changes everything. Isn't that right, Candy? That's the truth. And I want us to be so dedicated. I want, us, I want you, as a, if you're a believer here today, and you've met him, and you, when you sing, come let us adore him, your heart sings with joy. Then let that be the central issue of your life over this Christmas. If you've not ever met him, you've not ever come to a place where your heart sings with joy, then we're all going to pray together in a minute, and I'm going to give you that opportunity to pray that prayer and to start life at this Christmas with a, with a connection with God. And I want to challenge every one of us that as we come into a new year called 2022, I, I want to tell you that if things get worse with COVID and I feel for people, if things get worse with financial because the, the, the restrictions that have come in place and will probably continue to be in place to some de degree or other have tremendous negative implications not only for business people but for mental health and families if those things happen we have to be a people that has found a joy and a peace in God that passes all understanding could it possibly be that some of the mess and challenge that the world finds itself in is like a divine setup for the people of God to come and minister hope and love and presence. When it all comes down to it, there isn't that much that's more important than that. Most of us don't need a second car. We don't probably need a new pair of shoes or a new coat. I'm looking around, I know some of you do, but you know... <laughs> most most of what we need, you see, we spend all our time and energy focusing on things we don't really need. And I want us to begin to think like Jesus thought, and I'll close with this thought, which is out of Matthew chapter 10, right at the end of the chapter. And it says, Jesus looked on all these people, and it says that he was moved with compassion. And he looked at them, he was, he was brokenhearted over them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. He didn't look at them railing against them. You despicable, sinful, grimy, evil, Sabbath-breaking, cigarette-smoking, drug-taking, fornicating, disgusting. This, that's how religion likes to paint it. 
It's a very helpful message, isn't it? Doesn't sound like good news for me. No, he had so much compassion. They're just sheep without a shepherd. The whole world. And he had compassion for them. I wonder if that's how you feel. Like I said, Jesus said he came for the sick. Some people are just going to say, I'm fine, thank you. I'm healthy, thank you. Well, that's all right. Move on. There are some sick people out there. And sometimes the pressure, it takes the pressure of life. Some of us are like that. It took the pressure of life. Some of us can say that. It, it took till it got really bad for us to reach out and say, actually, <laughs> I need some help bigger than me. And I know some of you are in your stories individually and know that that's exactly what's happened. And then he comes in. Let's never forget that in the midst of a, a relatively blessed, you know, southeast England world that we live in, that there are hurting and needy people everywhere, and that sometimes for all the bravado and all the hoopla that goes with Christmas, there's brokenness and there's fear inside, and those people are never to be condemned, never to be written off. Jesus didn't condemn, caught a lady in adultery, no condemnation. What are we doing? Condemning people, writing people off, slandering against people who have made mistakes when we should be full of a heart of compassion that says, you're important. And now that my, love, my heart adores Jesus, I'd like to introduce you to a person who loves you more than life itself. And I tell you, there, there might be 10 or 20 people that say not interested, but there's going to be some that are. And, and how many of us can testify? I certainly can. I, I did that 40, 40 and a bit years ago. Opened my heart to Jesus. Grew up as an atheist kid. Used to be in school saying, oh, well, if there's really a God, why doesn't he come, come down and zap me? That's what, exactly what I used to say to some of these people, some of whom I'm still in touch with, who were Christians in my school year. Year 11 it was at that time, I think, 10 or 11. That's when I got saved, met Jesus. And I found, here I am, 40-something years later. And I love God more than anything, and I'm ready to sell out anything because I've realized over all those years, children, divorce, remarriage, stepchildren, big church, small church, Lots of money, hardly any money, all those different situations. I'm telling you, folks, there's nothing that matters more than your connection with God. That's what Jesus came for, to put you together. And there's hurting humanity out there. And I want to challenge us to be so bold and so in love. When you fall more in love with Jesus, I mean, just listen to Larry worship. We'll get you to do another song next week, Larry. It's just great. But I just, I, I, I just love it. What I'm looking for is the presence of God. We could have sung this other song, you see. We had another song up our sleeve. But all I want is, is God's presence here, which it was, because when your heart falls in love with Jesus, the presence of God starts to fall. And I think we can all be encouraged, can't we, to love God more. That's my message to you. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel like a failure. We've all messed up. I'm probably... The best at messing up out of a lot of you. But that's that the, ability, the, the deal is, he took that mess out of the way, so let's get back on the track and keep walking with him. 
No condemnation every day. No guilt every day. What a great way to live. Feeling guilty? No. Did you make some mistakes yesterday? Yes. Did you get over them? Yes. Forgiven? Yes. Have you made it right wherever you can? Yes. And if other people are still annoyed at you, nothing I can do. I'm going to keep walking in the joy of God. Good news of great joy. Let's pray together. I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to ask you, everybody, to pray a prayer out loud just of rededication to Jesus today because it's a good thing to do. And there may be some of us here that have never prayed that prayer or else you haven't done it for a long time and you, your connection with God is like the plug has fallen out the wall <laughs> and there's no power flowing. We want to just replug in. Are you ready? Let me pray for you first and then we'll pray together. Father, thank you for every beautiful person here, the families they represent, the lives they've lived, the challenges they've faced, the things they've overcome. I recognize some of the fears that are, you know, still very real in their hearts. And I lift all of us up to you and all of us on, on via Facebook, I lift up to you and I say, Father God, would you put your arms of embrace and comfort around every person here and would you just graciously visit us in a way that reminds us that there's nothing that matters more than you, that you are the source of life, that you are life itself, that before the world was created, you dreamed about us, you wanted one of us, and you spoke us into being. And if you didn't do that, we wouldn't be here. That every good and perfect thing flows from you. Help us remember that. Help every person here not just to remember these few words that I've spoken, but would you visit them yourself and reinforce the truth of how deep you love them. In Jesus' name. And let's pray all this together. Shall we out loud? Masks on or masks off, wherever you're at with that. Let's pray this. Father God, you are so good. Thank you for loving me. I open my heart today and I invite you afresh to fill my heart and to fill my life. I want you. I choose you. And I ask you now to help me. Since you're a helper, would you help me to see you clearer, to love you better, and to bring you bolder with compassion to all the people you send into my path? This is going to be my best Christmas ever. Because you're at the center of it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Give God some praise here, shall we? Thank you, Lord.